Next time on a very spooky fine dining podcast, the season one finale, TGI Fridays the 13th. Oh, you betcha. Pineapple's gonna hit the fan as Michael's son Juicy, or in this episode, Juice Son Voorhees, <laughs> goes on a murderous rampage and no one is safe. It gets real spooky, it gets real bloody, and not everyone's gonna make it to the end of the episode. Who will live, who will die? Listen to Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, break down a trip to TGI Fridays based on the atmosphere, the service, and the food, and try not to be scared to death. Hear the thrilling finale of Fine Dining, Wednesday, October 25th, wherever you get your podcasts. There's a new elite ruling Britain, and they're easy to spot. They're anyone not currently listening to this podcast. I'm Harriet Langley Swindon, and this is Nonsensored. Hello and welcome to Nonsensored, the podcast that wraps up all the best bits from my very real daily radio show into one easy-to-digest highlights package. Martin, my regular producer, was away again this week, so obviously I've put him on a written final warning. I'm sorry, but I had to take my sunstroke daughter, I didn't check which, to hospital doesn't wash. Booper exists, Martin, and also he, she, it was fine, so what were you worried about? Anyway, I'm delighted to say that I found a replacement myself this week. I've enjoyed her social media presence for a while, and I heard she was looking for some media experience, so I thought, let's give her a shot. Welcome to Nonsensored. Sophia Cormorant. Thank you for having me on, Harriet. You're welcome. Because as a working class woman from the north of England, it's very hard for me to get opportunities like this because of the anti-white, anti-northern racism of the British liberal media. Yes, very good. You weren't expecting that, were Mm. you? You weren't expecting me to say that. Shocked you, haven't I? Because I don't have the opinions you expect me to have. Well, mainly because I was expecting you to summarise what was in the show and lead into the first item. Not performing, monkey. No one has accused you of performing, Sophia. Anyway, let's crack on. Our first item is about the deselection of Jeremy Corbyn as MP for Islington North. And we spoke to Labour MP Jasper Bangles about why they had to do it. Jasper Bangles, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Harriet. How are you? I am absolutely wonderful. And I'm joined with Sophia, of course, to to talk to you today. Now, Jasper, we wanted to talk to you about Jeremy Corbyn, because Jeremy Corbyn, of course, has been banned from standing as candidate for the Labour Party. And we just want to know what is going on. Well, I think this is a very exciting time for the Labour Party. We've got rid of, of the only issue, really, that we've had in the party. And uh, now we've sort of dropped that bit of ballast that the, the Labour air balloon can can fly unencumbered from now on. So it's very exciting. Oh, I like the hot air balloon analogy. Absolutely wonderful. Do you think, though, there's, the Jeremy Corbyn has a lot of supporters in the party, doesn't he? Presumably they're going to be very angry. Won't that be a problem? Well, I think they can probably see that it was time to get, get rid of uh, Jeremy. Uh, th- this was definitely the time and the reasons we'd given... Um, uh, for getting rid of him now that we need to get rid of him. And, and I think we stand by that. And obviously Jeremy brought a lot of young people to the party, you know, young supporters. 
But those people are all probably about 30 now and have become jaded. So I think what we need is is yeah to to stick stick to the middle and the stuff we know what what do you say to i mean jeremy corbyn he's not very happy about this at all have you talked to jeremy uh, he's, what, what's he's going on there very rarely happy about anything i haven't uh, yeah. personally spoken to jeremy obviously we're, we're thankful for um him standing in that position for for well t- for too long i would say but he, uh, he he did he did some good i suppose but mostly he 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 broke the party apart and 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 made us into factions. And I think now he's gone, the factions will come back together. He will be sort of the unifying sort of soft, wet blanket. Keir will be that on top of, of the party and keep us all warm and safe. Um, I mean, I guess because Keir Starmer doesn't really have a, a nickname, does he really? And maybe it could, is it Keir Wet Blanket Starmer? Is that what you call him in the corridors? But when you say it back to me, that doesn't sound as as complimentary as I thought my analogy mm. was but yeah Keir Keir Blanket maybe but that would be a stretch yeah and and I, Blanket is something you want round you and I'm not sure no one really wants a Keir Starmer on them do they well I I like it when he's around a, a lot more than mm. when Corbyn's around so that is something to be taken into account I, I would say yeah it, it's funny because I mean me and Sphere we're both we're both on the right aren't we and yeah um, I think we just look at the Labour Party and we think, what are they doing? They just, they just, they're just all this sort of infighting because we don't do that on the right. No, we don't. And what I really like about the fact that Keir Starmer's got rid of um, Jeremy Corbyn right now is it's really good because people always said like, oh, the left will always vote for Labour. And I hate that because I just want to keep the North like, just looking a bit more like me, you know. Right. That probably real really surprised a lot of people that I would think that that I that I would want everyone to mainly look like me. And I I just think Keir Starmer is a bit more dedicated to that. But also, I'd never vote for him. Yeah, I mean that that's the thing, Jasper. Are you going to be able to to win people over like Sophia? Oh uh, well, I I we've got exciting things to win people like Sophia over. Um, we we are. We are currently, one of our policies is to cap prescription charges in line with inflation, um, give or take t- two or three percent. Mm-hmm. So that that's the sort of policy that I think unifies a nation that, you know, makes headlines right. and excites people. Well, I'm the- I'm rarely ill, so that that doesn't really affect me at all. So I don't I've right, well, already forgotten about that. Jasper, is there anything, anything else exciting that maybe you can? Oh, I, to be honest, the list—the list is so long; it's hard to—it's hard to choose. Uh, we're going to have half crime against women. You're welcome, I right. suppose. I think that's. Well, how, that's great. Uh, how how will you do that? Yeah, precisely. Uh, we're we're not going to be soft on crime, uh, uh, which the the Tories have been very very soft, uh, and we're Keir Hard Blanket Starmer is going to be hard on on crime and halve it. Specifically against women. See, again, a, a hard blanket is not something I really want on me, which, which again, is what you want for a blanket. Do you know what? Um, I, I think maybe I've, I shouldn't have brought up blankets at all, in a way. Well, it's now very much lodged in my head. Right, okay. And I, I don't know how much I can move, move on. It's a bit like Captain Hindsight. Sometimes someone says something and it sticks, doesn't it? That was so good. Mm. That, was that was so good when funny. they when they said because do you know what do you know what it is about Keir Starmer? If it was up to him, 
we'd still be in lockdown. Yes. Yeah, that's very true. I I don't think we would still be in lockdown because we it, would, and mm. COVID's not real, and we'd still be in lockdown for Ooh. no reason. Oh, okay, it's bit, um, COVID's yeah, a bit never, real. No, it's as real as you want it to be, and I don't. What about the 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 tests? The, the, don't the tests say whether it's re- real? No, they or... don't, because right, said Fred took one, and it was just covered in hair. Right, I I don't I I don't tend to go to right said Fred for my um medical advice. Uh, I I would go to well Keir Starmer I suppose, or a doctor maybe a doctor yeah. I'd go to a doctor. No, they all they they're in the pocket of the Labour Party who are very powerful and look what they did. Jasper, do you think that the Labour? Do you think she's got a point? Do you think the Labour Party are quite powerful now? I think now we've got rid of Jeremy. Yes, I think I think we're no longer held back. Um. You know, Did you see the... Jeremy as sort of the, the weight taking you down, keeping you down, stopping you from swimming to the top? Yeah, that, that's exactly it. I mean, mm. Jeremy is, he's not really someone you'd want to hang out with. I, I think that's a crucial part no. of it. Um, yeah. You know, Kia probably owns a Volvo and holidays in the south of France and he's probably quite a good skier. He's good to chat to about... Okay, well, that's, that's some quite heavy claims you're doing there, Jasper. Can you... Can we verify them that 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 Keir likes going to the south no, of France? No, I'm I'm not saying he does. Day? I'm saying he strikes me as someone who would, and that's the sort of person you oh, want okay. to you know have a glass of wine with. But if if his stoned little brother wearing hemp and a protest sign around his neck, you don't want him coming to Nobu with you. And I think this is the the sort of demographic that Keir is really appealing to, and and that's why we're doing exciting things like the um the the prescription uh, thing. Just, but what I do want to ask though before, so you've you've sort of implied that the reason why Jeremy Corbyn is no longer welcome is because he's not he's not popular with the voters and he's dragging the party down. Mm. But what about the the issues with the the charges of anti-Semitism? Of course, Keir Starmer he made a big thing, said he was get, getting rid of all of that. Is this just is this not just a sort of a, an extra nail on the coffin? No, no. We, well, we didn't mention anti-Semitism at all in, in when we said we were getting rid of Jeremy, so I, I don't think it's relevant yeah. to the question, actually. I don't oh. don't spend much time thinking about it, to be honest. But just, but what about the Ford report, which, which Starmer commissioned, which said there was a hierarchy of racism in the party? What about that? I, I, I'm not sure that that Ford report actually exists. I'm, I'm not sure why a car company would do a, an investigation into the, the Labour Party. I'd I don't. I don't know to what you're referring, actually. Do you know what my problem with bringing up anti-Semitism is? When you bring up that, people start bringing up other racisms, and let's face it, none of them are real. Well, right. Well, no, they okay. they they are real and they do exist. They're as they... real as your little report. Well, that that does put me in a difficult position because I do believe the the report is not real, but I do believe that racism is is real. Uh, it's no. just nowhere to be found in no. our party. But that doesn't mean that's <laughs> it's not, not real. Be... Right. Do you think anything's real? Um, Going out and I got into Durham. Thank you. That was great. Thank you very much for coming on the show, Jasper. Well, thank you for having me. It's, it's been a pleasure. And uh, uh, remember to vote Labour, um, whether you're a Tory or, or anyone else. Uh, yes, we're... no, that won't happen. Right. Well, it, it probably should. I, I, remember, we're halving crime against women and... Yep. And another right. other exciting. Okay, thank you, thank you for having yep. me. Okay, um, bye bye, Jasper. Now I like to fly whenever possible. 
The only exception is journeys within the UK because those flights simply don't have an acceptable first class section. As a northern working class woman, I think it's important to fly instead of taking the train. Are you expecting me to say that? Kind of, yes. It's pretty consistent with the sort of thing you say on social media. So well, I think I'm sorry to not go along with the liberal group think, but I would rather travel out to Stansted, wait for 90 minutes, fly to Newcastle Airport and get a cab into town than waste three hours by getting on a train. Well, this week, Grant Shapp said he didn't feel guilty for flying, despite being the Secretary of State for Net Zero. And Ishtar Akbar joined us to offer his views on that. Hello, Ishan Akbar. Great to have you on. Hello, Harriet. It's lovely to be back. Now, Ishan, let's get straight to the point. Mm. I want to know what your hot and spicy takeaway of the week is. Well, you may have seen that our Secretary of State for Energy and Net Zero, Grant mm. Shapps, the Right Honourable, was doing an interview with the Laura Kunzberg of Sky News, uh, Kay Burley. Mm-hmm. And in the interview, Kay Burley uh, asked him if he thought that flying as a qualified pilot was acceptable given his role as a Secretary of State for Energy and Net Zero. And Grant Shapps replied, well, yes, absolutely fine. And many people thought, well, that doesn't quite make sense. You can't be someone who's contributing to the problem that you yourself are trying to solve, you've been appointed to solve. So my whole spicy takeaway is this. Every Secretary of State should be allowed to do the thing that makes delivering on their job harder. So if you're the Secretary of State for energy and net zero, fly away. As Franklin Arthur would say, come fly with me. Because... How can you change things if you don't experience it yourself? If you're the Home Secretary in charge of uh, solving drugs crime, do drugs. Because unless you do the drugs, you're not going to know what's needed to fix the drug problem. Um, Ishan, I'm not sure terribly about this logic. So so you're, you're saying that, that, that a minister should do bad things to overcome them? But only the things that are relevant to their department. So if you're, you know, the Home Secretary and your main concern is refugees, be a refugee. Because then when you're a refugee, then you'll know how to solve the problem. If you're the Secretary of State for Culture, Media and Sport, become an athlete. Do, do, do the running. The, the faster you run and train, then you understand what the issues are to try and solve them. It's like, you know, these big companies do, you know, be, be on the shop floor for a day. Yes. It's the same kind of logic. You know, just, just do the thing. But I couldn't, and, and listen, I, I, look, I, I like Grant. I think he, he's doing some wonderful things. And I, yeah. I you know, I, I think he can fly a plane. But by your logic, wouldn't it be, if you wanted to overcome flying a, a plane and the damage it does, couldn't he just stop flying his plane? No, but then if he stops flying his plane, then how, how will he know... What, what the issues are. He has to fly a mile in in their shoes. Right, you know? right. I okay, that, that, I get what you're saying. I, I get yes. what you're thinking. Um, Sophia, what, what, what's your take on all of this? Yeah, it's like if, you, if you're the health secretary, then why don't you just become mm. the coronavirus? Oh, you can't because it's not real. So you can't, can right. you? Well, that's, that's, that is, that's an opinion. No, um, that's the, that's, I, I mean, it's the, that's the thing, that's the same thing. If you, 
answer me that. Mm-hmm. Why are you not doing that? If it, if you so, if you love being the health secretary so much, why don't you become the coronavirus? But you can't. Yeah, what well, fair point, Sophia. Like Therese Coffey, she's the picture of not being healthy. Yeah, exactly. So actually, she's the perfect person to be health secretary. She has to experience being unhealthy and requiring hospital services to be able to make changes to them. But Ishan, if I was going to stop people taking drugs, for example... Take drugs! And, and, well, I don't know. Take I mean, some MDMA. Sundays. Oh, Harriet Langley Swindon on MDMA becomes Harriet Langley Swin out out. Eh? No, Ishan, we'd, we'd promised we'd never talk about that night. Sorry. But going back to Grant Shapps... In some, you don't I, have I mean, a category flex. When you were necking those bottles, it was... Remarkable. Sorry, can we move on to the subject inside? And Sophia doesn't want to hear about this. Sorry, get on with try and get on with things. If you're at university, you should be concentrating on your work, not doing drugs. Just concentrate on your work and also being on a TV channel and being on a reality show on Channel Four. Quite. Now, Grant Shapps, do you think him on his little plane is sort of helping in 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 a weird way then? Yeah, would absolutely. I, what I want to know is, would because I like, you know, I love going on the plane. It's, uh, it's the only way to travel. And also sometimes when you're going to somewhere, say, like, you know, Scotland or something, you don't want to get a long train up. You want to get the plane. It's much quicker and it's much nicer. Now, I'm just surely following by example and, and following Grant Shapps and doing what he does. Am I helping the environment? I think you absolutely are. I think, look. I often fly from Southend to Heathrow mm. because it's much quicker yes. Yes. than this Elizabeth line. Mm. And, you know, I've got places to be and things to do. Yeah, completely, now, completely. If I was the Secretary of State for Energy and Net Zero, me doing that journey helps me make sure that that journey becomes more energy efficient the more I yes. do it. Yes, Because I learn and I can find ways to make them energy more energy efficient. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, do we, does, you know, you could... Save more energy if you had fewer oxygen masks on the planes, for example, because oxygen, you know, that's a, a form of energy. And actually, you don't, not everyone needs an oxygen mask on planes. That would make it energy efficient. That's just something that I've observed flying from Southend to Heathrow. And I'm not the Secretary of State for Net Zero. So imagine Grant Shapps, one of the brightest political talents this country's ever seen. What would he be thinking when he's flying his plane? I mean, this is very, it's a its a very compelling argument. Don't you think so, Sophia? I don't mind how I travel as long as I don't have to sit next to anyone who isn't white or straight. And, you know, you right. can fly right next to Grant Shapps, the straightest, whitest man there is. I wouldn't mind. I don't think I'd mind that as long as you didn't make me wear a mask. Even if you were, even if you were crashing and the oxygen mask came down, would you? Would you? No, that's that what. Mask? That is what I meant. That's what I meant. Don't make right. me. Okay, don't yeah, make don't, me do yeah. that. I can. I don't need to be yeah, told how to breathe. Yeah, that's big farm. I went. No, I, I went to Durham. I went to Durham, and that is a really hard university mm. to get into. Only people who can't get into yeah. Cambridge and Oxford go there. Did you fly to Durham? No, I lived near there. That's very. Just good. Got, I just got a place in Durham. You didn't expect that. I didn't expect that. You're full of surprises, Sophia. I have to say, you're you're a very interesting person. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm such a valued broadcaster. Yeah, I, I wondered if you might want to, you know, grab a drink one day and just and, and talk about your um 
your time at Durham, and I can tell you about my time at Warwick, the other university that people go to if they can't get into Oxbridge. Actually, Ishan, Ishan, um, I went for a drink with Sophia before the recording. It's actually quite hard work. Well, maybe she doesn't like women, and it's just easy. If she's I don't know. I don't, but at least I know what one is. Yes, but... I'd, I'd like to find out more about what you think about women, um, Sophia. If you're if you're up for a yeah, all right. No, I'll tell you what. I know what one is, and I complete. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you both. I've sort of lost the plot on on what this whole hot and spicy takeaway is. Well, it's very simple. Mm-hmm. If you are the Secretary of State, mm-hmm. do the thing that makes your job harder, because that's the only way you'll make it better. We all need to, to overcome our own personal struggles. Well, OK, well, I, I think to, to, to finish off, really, I think we should talk about what we, we do to overcome our own personal struggles. Ishan, what would that be for you? Well, because I am um, an ethnic minority person, mm-hmm. I live my life as a very ethnic minority person yeah so that i can understand what it's like to be an ethnic minority person and then i overcome it by denying everything to do with my own ethnicity that's wonderful so i wipe up ex- I especially the cutlery secondary part and i let dogs lick my face that's great well i, I commend you sophia is there anything in your life that in order to overcome you are making worse let's say um, if I want to just relax on that, you mean? So, uh, yes, yes, of course, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just sort of scroll Stormfront and crack one out and then apologise to myself for doing that. Sorry, what? Just because it's bad to do that, to to crack one out, but as long as you say you're sorry, it's all right. I, and then you can do it again the following week. Right, OK. Um, thank you. That was our... Hot and spicy takeaway of the week. Ishan, Sophia, thank you very much. No problem. Sophia, call me. I'll, I'll, I'll send you my number. Don't have a phone. A um, a letter? Don't believe I'll, in I'll phones. I'll send you a letter. Can I send Just you a letter? Stick a post-it on a tree in Durham. Okay, I'll stick a post-it on a tree in Durham. I walk around there at night. Okay. Is there a park you like? Um, yeah, don't mind really at night. Okay, I'll, I'll fly there. I'll fly there tomorrow. Okay. Now, housing is the most important issue facing the UK at the moment, and no one knows that better than landlords, the most persecuted minority in Britain. Honestly, it almost makes you want there to be an effective anti-discrimination legislation, doesn't it, Sophia? (gasps) No, it does not. Look, I'm a northern working-class woman trying to make it in the media, and so currently I'm living in a shared room in a shared house. But that's not the landlord's fault. He has to charge the rents he does. Otherwise, how would he earn a living, let alone afford to run that sports car or pay the rent on his holiday home? Mm, absolutely. Anyway, we found a property magnate, David Akakak, to give us an impartial view of the housing market. Let's take a listen. David, great to speak to you. Now, if you could just explain to our listeners um, who, who you are. You are, of course, a landlord, so you're very invested in this topic we're going to talk about today. Absolutely. I'm a landlord and I am the lord of the land that I own and that is something mm. that the government is very kindly um, agreeing to recognise now with this new 
you know, uh, improved rights for landlords. Um, yeah. And yeah. you know what? It's we're own, we're not asking a lot. We get a bad bad rep for landlords, yes. but you know, we we're really the backbone of this country. You know, I yeah. mean, without somewhere to rent, what would people do? They'd be sleeping all over the place. They'd be out in the street, up up a tree. You know, you'd have caves full, just full. Caves yeah. full everywhere yeah. and, around. And the, pits, there's little holes you know. in the grounds where badgers live. Exactly. Um, warrens, mm. I think, or, or um, sets with badgers, isn't it? Yeah. A warrens more yeah. for it. But the, the point being, um, we finally are going to be able to protect our um, ourselves, in a way, from antisocial behaviour. Um, yeah. And it's been, it's you know, I'm all for it personally. Um, although if I did if I did have one complaint, I'd say it doesn't go far enough. Do you, do you think so? Do you think so? I'm, because the landlords have basically, the, the government are basically saying that landlords are to be given these new powers to evict problematic tenants with two weeks notice. So you're yeah. saying that they could go further than this? Well, absolutely. I mean, sure, if someone's playing loud noise, you know, loud noises all, all the time, I want to kick them out because I, I like yeah. to keep quiet houses. That's what I'm known for. People are like, oh, yeah, imp, nice, quiet house, lovely. But I'd say if, you know, what what about if a child, um, you know, I, I think even if a child is thinking about taking up playing trombone, then that's, yeah. that should be reason enough to kick them out. Yes, that's so true. That is so true. Don't wait true. until they're making the noise. Strike before, like, if, if you know, say, say a child... I mean, it doesn't have to just be children. It could be, um, it, it could be a, a pet that is thinking mm. about making noise as well. Kick them out. That's what I say. Well, David, the good thing about the, these new rules is they are saying that it's something that could cause antisocial behaviour. So, if a child is even has a violin or a trombone, that to me means it could be caused to evict them. Surely, under government guidelines. Well, I can only hope so, Harriet. I can only hope so. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, we we are, of course, and this is what a lot of people forget, Harriet, is we, as landlords, have gone through the trouble of buying a house, and not just one, sometimes it's lots of houses, so that yes. these people don't have to. It's actually a very yeah. traumatic um, experience, you know, putting that money into a building, Yes. And then and then renting that building out, and then even once you got your money back, there's associated costs, isn't there? Um, oh, you know, David. Yeah. Lot just. Yeah. Where do I put all my money? You know, that's the yeah. thing that I've got on my mind that those people don't understand. Yeah. Where? Which house to put them? You you need these houses to to protect your money, really, and yeah. with the added bonus of helping people. I mean, I'm also a landlord, David. Um, few little properties. And actually, I, I welcome I welcome the, these new rules. I mean, I've got some very irritating um, uh, tenants always asking for things, and that to me is antisocial. And they're going to go kick them out, kick them out, Harry. That's what yeah, I say. Going to get them out. If if mm. you know, I've I've got I I think I've got a very simple approach that I would mm-hmm. you know like to spread to all landlords. It's something that I'm going to try. Okay, which yes. is to um you know put out a, an open house, have people come and look at it, get people to move to like sign up and pay a month's 
rent in advance, maybe even a year's rent in advance, because it's a very competitive market out there. Yeah. And then, then before they move in, kick them out. Kick them right out. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, nip it in the bud, and then I could just have an empty house. Just a nice, quiet, empty house. Wouldn't that be and, lovely? And David, of course, you are known for your your very very quiet houses. Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I mm-hmm. try. Mm-hmm. Now, um, David, I'm going to bring in my producer at the moment, Sophia, because I think she can offer a different viewpoint. Because you and I, we're landlords. We have to deal with that. But Sophia is a tenant, um, aren't you, Sophia? Yeah, I am. Um, I I share a room actually in a house, and I just want to say to you as landlords and to all landlords that um, I'm just a really, really, really big fan. Um, I'm actually a bit starstruck. And um, I just think what you do is amazing. It's just incredible. Like, without you, where would I be living? People say, oh, that would mean that the housing market would be a lot, you know, a lot more people could get on the property ladder. But what if I like sharing a room um, with a woman who works nights? Mm. I like it. And the good thing about how I live is I won't ever be in a position where I'm being thrown out for antisocial behaviour because I don't have any pets or even friends. That's great. You know what, Sophie, mm. That you sound like the ideal kind of tenant. Can I just mm, ask, I am. Do, you, mm. do, do you ever eat, um, you know, noisy crisps, you know, anything that's maybe in a, you know, maybe a biscuit from a, because um, you know you, you you could you could maybe just think about eating quite a little quieter food. That's oh, just one tip some, from a landlord to a tenant. Sometimes I've to be honest, bourbon. if you could just stop eating altogether, that well, you know, there is a crunch associated with the bourbon. It would help me afford the, bourbon, the rent, which there? has just gone up. Yeah, that would. Yeah. And you know what? Landlords are earning every penny. I agree, I agree. I I I hope it didn't come across that I didn't think that. It's just, But David, David, you talk about how um, Sphere sort of said that her rent's gone up. I mean, this is another thing that's been labelled at the poor old landlords is that we're we're putting up rent by, in some cases, 20%. And, I I mean, I think you'll agree with me. I think, as you say, we've earned every penny. We're doing what we can. Oh, it's, you know, 20%. What's that? It's the tip, Mm. basically. In, you know, yes. you go you go to a restaurant, you leave a tip, don't you? And you're not yes. even leaving the house to go to the restaurant. This is the restaurant you're eating breakfast, lunch, and I dinner. Agree. And and you're not, I agree. It's you're like, just you're just paying basic twenty yeah, like percent tip was, standard. If I was told like, oh, Sophia, you've got a really terrible illness, you've got a twenty percent chance of surviving, I'd be like, oh, that's a tiny chance of survival. So mm. why that is like, so true. That, that, is so that goes true. for rent increases too, that I'm happy to sacrifice anything to pay. Yeah, I I think that's what it is. I mean, that's the thing. People call it saying, oh, we can't afford the prices. Well, you can, otherwise you'd be homeless, wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, well, <laughs> and one, once again, we're back to this, you know, this nightmare scenario of every, you know, where would the squirrels live if people were living yes. in the trees? yeah. That's landlords are literally the only thing stopping the, you know, a, a plague of homeless squirrels. Yeah. yeah. That, that personally, that's so, not an England that I want to live in. No, I wouldn't like so that. Because, I think that's the thing. Because they come in all different colours and I don't like that. Mm, mm. And I mean, 
also I I am a friend to the animals, um, which David you clearly are. Well, and absolutely. Sophia, I mean, who knows what you think and cares? But I think um, that that's the thing, isn't it? We're we're protecting all sorts of things. We're keeping yeah. this country going. Um, I just wanted to say, Harriet, if it's yes, all right, David. and yeah. I do passionately believe this that mm-hmm. landlords like yourself and and, and me yes. and 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 Sophie's landlords, whoever they may be, they oh, really well, I hope are. I get to meet them one day. They never come round. They're, they're like. We 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 like the RSPB, you know. Who else is looking after the the uh, creatures of this great land? Mm. Uh, the RSPCA. Oh well, yeah. All all the birds, you know, the bird one too. Yeah. Well, David, it's been a delight having you on. Good luck with your tenants. I hope they all shut up. <laughs> Thank you very much. I hope so too. Otherwise, I'll be kicking them right out. Yes. 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 <laughs> They'll be homeless soon. <laughs> okay, goodbye. <laughs> yes. Well, that's it for this week. Like, subscribe, tell your friends, and keep those questions coming to nonsensedpodcast at gmail.com. Did you enjoy taking part, Sophia? Well, as a northern working class woman, I did. Thank you. Do I get my own show now, then? Um, well, it takes a little more than doing a week's work experience as a producer before we give you your own show. Right, so I'll be back next week, then. I'm afraid Martin's back next week, but good luck all the same. Thank you to Rosie Holt, Suze Kempner, Ishan Akbar, Will Seabag Montefiore, Brendan Murphy and Ed Morrish. I'm Harriet Langley-Swindon, and we'll be back next week for some more non-censored. 